What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of Fantastic Reviews. I am your host Logan Austin, aka the one and only J-Lo Fantastic. You might have heard of my other podcast, Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, where we discuss the latest news coming out of Hollywood, interview celebrity guests, we do our box office prediction, top 5 segment, which we want fans on our top 5 segment, so if you want to come on that podcast, please reach out to myself or Dustin, come, tune along, get crazy, that podcast is available anywhere you get your podcast. And let's talk about this podcast. This is a spoiler-filled podcast. I just wanted to let you know because I don't want you to get all angry. I don't want you to get butt hurt. I don't want you at me on Twitter. Why did you spoil this movie for me? I warned you at the beginning of the episode. So, spoiler-filled review show. We have on the agenda three movies to review. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got Aquaman 3D. We got Bumblebee, and we got Jonah Hill's new movie, Mid-90s. Oh yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get started. Let's kick this thing off with Aquaman, Jason Momoa's interpretation of Aquaman. Let me just say at the beginning of this review, I was really worried about this one. I'm not even going to lie. The DC films have been very miss wonder woman was a hit but everything else was a miss like i guess man of steel was pretty good that's what i've heard but i don't remember it so what i've seen batman versus superman in the justice league and i mean suicide squad was all right but it's still like very miss Uh, so let's get started with dc's aquaman and I saw it in 3D. This is about Arthur Curry, who learns that he is the heir of the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people to, to be the hero of a new world that everyone deserves. And let's just say that the bad guy in this is his brother Orm. I mean, the Black Mantis, he was kind of hired by Orm, the underwater, like, ocean master, I believe that's what they called him. But the Black Mantis was only featured in a few scenes. He's definitely going to come back, as we learn from the post credit scene. Spoiler right there. There was some cheesy acting throughout this, though, I'm just going to say. But a lot of it had to do with, like, another action movie, I think cheesy camera shots but i did like how they paced the film flashing back to a younger arthur learning and training about like his heritage and where he came from where his mom came from the cgi was absolutely freaking phenomenal like avatar has nothing on this like aquaman is definitely the underwater star wars at least in my opinion probably the best cgi that we've seen all year i mean i'm just saying the 3d probably played a big part in that though but the underwater scenes were absolutely gorgeous like i recommend you guys see it in 3d but we did not see any justice league cameos i know some people were anticipating that what what's going to happen who's i mean we saw that henry cavill hung up the cape so then honestly in my opinion now i think it should be built around Aquaman and Wonder Woman, recast everyone else, like I said at the beginning, I I heard Henry Cavill was a good Superman, but what I saw in Justice League and Batman vs. Superman, I was just, I wasn't impressed, but, I mean, give it a shot, give it a shot, build it around those three and see what happens, but Aquaman, the tomato meter gives it a 68%, the audience gives it an 87%, I definitely agree with the audience. It's a really good film, really action-packed, like great story. It moved really well. So I give it a 4 out of 5. It's definitely worth it. It's not the perfect film by any means because it's his origin story. And I mean, the origin story movies are kind of slower paced. I know some other people had some complaints about that. But I really enjoyed this film. It It's worth 
it for me. Four out of five. All right, the next one that came out this weekend, and the one that's being overshadowed by Aquaman, Bumblebee, the new Transformers movie. Now, let me just start off by saying I didn't see any of the ones with Shia LaBeouf or Mark Wahlberg or any of them. I didn't see any of those, but maybe this one ties into them. I, I don't know. I believe they do. At least that's what Dustin said. So we shall see. We shall see. But let me start off by saying the premise on the run in the year 1987 bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small california beach town charlie on the cusp of being 18 and trying to find her place in the world discovers bumblebee battle scarred and broken now let me just say i really enjoyed this one it was very entertaining it was very easy to keep up with the storyline i did attempt to watch the first one like once a long time ago like i had no idea what was going on i felt like the story was badly written but in this one i like how the first thing you see is a huge fight on cybertron and optimus prime tells bumblebee to go to earth and protect the people because they're gonna later on going to come to earth and build a base there now i must say john cena was a little over the top i don't know if it's because he came from his wrestling background and you know they have to be over the top it's kind of like stage acting really the dude was a little too much into his character if you know what i mean but optimus prime in this movie looked freaking awesome like you saw him like all huge and basically towering over bumblebee and then you saw him as the freight trader truck but like i said i do think this one ties into the other ones because at the end bumblebee turns into a camaro like a 87 88 camaro so like hmm i you know i think it does tie into the other ones but like I said, it sucks that this movie opened up against Aquaman and Mary Poppins this weekend because it honestly deserves like a 35 to $40 million open. But with those two like tentpole movies coming out and I feel like they just started promoting Bumblebee at like, if I want to say six months ago. So I've, I feel like bad chances, bad chances, but... I hope they do continue on making these Transformer films because this one was really good. It was really good. But the tomato meter gives it a 94. The audience gives it an 81. I agree more with the 81. I don't think it was that great for it to be 94. But 81, I give it a 4 out of 5. Very entertaining. And, I mean, go see it. Go see it. Give your own opinions. Alright, the third and final film I'm going to talk about today, mid-90s, Jonah Hill's directorial debut, and he wrote the screenplay for this one too, so it was phenomenal writing. It follows Stevie, a 13-year-old boy in the 1990s era, Los Angeles, who spends his summer navigating between his troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at a skate shop. And I mean, he gets in a little trouble with them, but I mean, they're, they're a good group of kids, they care. Like I said, this is his Jonah Hill's directorial debut. He also shot this on a 16mm camera. That's insane. So you can, I mean, you can tell from the, the screen, the aspect ratio is a little, it's smaller because of the 16mm shot. This story, like the first 30 minutes, I, I felt like it was my life. The pressure of being a young man, trying to find his place, the right thing to say, hoping to be cool enough... There's just, 
there's so many trends that are inside a friend group, like so many inside jokes. So once you start picking up on those trends and once you start making those jokes and trying not to sound cool anymore and just connecting and bonding with the other kids, that's when you know you're actually in a friend group. It's really hard to try to find that growing up as a young man. The cast was phenomenal. I believe this was their first time acting, all of them. Jonah Hill just went out and found them. You just grew so attached to the characters. The main character was freaking awesome. Like, he would just smile and it would like literally, it would literally brighten up my day. Like, this shit was so funny. The main social message of this film was drunk driving about how you shouldn't get inside of a car with somebody who's had a couple drinks. Like, that's what happened to the kids. I definitely could tell this was the film of a first time director. It was a very good attempt, though. I'm not even going to lie. True filmmakers will really like this film. There's great dialogue. There's this one scene where, like, the skaters are hanging out and talking to this homeless guy. And the homeless guy just tells him, like, their life, his life story and, like, why he's where he's at. And it was just really good. And it was really cool that the kids stuck around and, like, just conversated with him. Let him know that they were there just to talk. But at the same time... I'd look at this film as a, at a filmmaker standpoint and there were some awkward shots that were too long like on one shot it was really weird and there was a specific scene where the main character was about to fool around with a high school girl and you can literally feel how uncomfortable and nervous he was in this situation and I'm not even gonna lie I was judging the high school girl a lot because the kid looks like 10 I swear it's it was really it was awkward I'm not even gonna lie it was really uncomfortable but I, I really enjoyed this film. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, the Tomato Meter gives it a 77. The audience gives it an 83. I give it a 4 out of 5. I really enjoyed this film. I really enjoyed all of these films for different reasons. So go see all of them. They're all really freaking good. Now the last thing I want to talk about is just not even really something I'm reviewing. Just something I want to talk about because I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. I'm watching Entourage, probably the most real interpretation of the lifestyle out in Hollywood. And man, it gets me so passionate and so motivated to make the move out to LA with Crazy Ant Media and just get the ball rolling and start working on projects out there and just making my dreams come true. It's absolutely amazing, the life I've been fortunate enough to live. I'm just so thankful for everything that's happened this year. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who listens to this show, listens to Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Thank you so much for supporting. It's really been an amazing year. It's been an amazing time with all the trips and all the successes that we've had and even all the trials and tribulations we've had overcoming barricades and going over speed bumps it's been an amazing journey and i'm so excited for 2019 but yes like it all it, watching entourage gets me so passionate about going out there entourage is such a good show there's like eight seasons go watch it on amazon prime it's so freaking good executive producer mark Wahlberg, you will not be disappointed the flow sh the show flows so freaking amazing but anyway guys that is our show today thank you so much for coming along listening to my fantastic reviews i am your host logan austin once again follow me on all social media the one and only at jlo fantastic 
Y'all are so amazing. Thank you again so much for such an amazing year. Get crazy. Stay crazy. Deuces.